And thank you for joining us today. It's uh, hopefully a quick one. Play on a ramble. Um, it's just a quick campaign update in the comments. You should see I will be in Oakland tomorrow at the Spike Bus Tour Rally. I forget exactly what they call it, but come down and join us. It's like 4.30 to 8. Uh, anyway, it's in the description. You can, guy, you can hear me yak. <laughs> you can hear other people. You can talk with other uh, libertarians. Or you can just hear what the presidential candidate ticket is about. Um, Spike's an entertaining guy. You, you should, if you can't make it to the rally, check him out on Facebook. Check him out on his on his uh, social media pages. Look up on the Libertarian Counterpoint. We had a chance to interview him early on. It was a he's a very engaging young man. I'm saying young man. Okay. I feel so old when I vice presidential candidates, 37, I'm 50. It's he's an accomplished, energetic and highly intelligent young man. I encourage everybody to check him out. OK, so I was forgetting what the heck I also wanted to talk about. Um, it's the end of the legis California legislative session. They are taking four months off now. The Good representatives aren't taking four months off. They're going back and they're working with their constituents and trying to resolve issues and figure out what their next legislative session agenda is. And, you know, there are other legislators who are more concerned with, you know, fundraising and whatnot. Luckily, we don't have that problem here in this district. It's, we all appear to be very community minded. And so it's nice that we can have a genuine discussion about philosophy and and uh, role of government and you know the, have the basic issues rather than fighting with each other over the silly things that are dividing our country but there are issues to be dealt with um at the end of the legislative session they pushed through some police reform bills others didn't get passed my general observation of them i mean they're fine i wouldn't have opposed them but they don't go far enough. Um, the Police Accountability Act, I think is what they call it, or the independent investigations. They don't actually create what they claim. And it's not for lack of effort. I don't want to say that for lack of effort, it may very well be the best that they could do based upon political conditions. And I, now is not the time for us to nitpick over these things. But I would have liked to have seen removing the investigation and prosecution of police officers accused of misconduct completely out of the, the law enforcement. And the California Attorney General is simply another layer of law enforcement. And we've talked about it before. I would like to see a civil rights organization, you know, we get with the ACLU and other civil rights organizations to create a, a civil rights organization to take over the prosecution. An investigation of police abuses just get it completely out of the hands of the government the government shouldn't be in the business of investigating itself it's you know the lack of transparency is what has caused the, the mistrust and we aren't going to fix it unless we are willing to open up our uh, open up the curtains and really examine what's happening and what's there and we can't do that if we can't don't trust and so it's we're stuck right we're stuck in this balance 
so we've got to step outside. We've got to create organizations and people who are outside the political process who can look at these things and say, no, this is going well over here. It's fine. You know, keep watching it, but it's going well. This over here needs work. We need to open up the curtains. We need to expose it to sunlight. And then let those people who do that do their job. Um, banning things like chokeholds. Okay, fine. I'm not opposed to it, but ultimately the real solution to that is proper training. We have some jurisdictions where it's easier to get a police license than a barber's license. It's absurd. So there are things that can be done. And, but it's just so hard in a polarized environment to talk about these issues without becoming part of the problem. And I'm trying, and not very well, mind you, <laughs> to try to walk that line where we can have a real discussion about what has happened, what and how to move forward without becoming petty, without diving down into the ugly politics that we're so used to, but also so tired of. So would I have liked to have seen the reforms that they're doing better? Yeah. For the most part, I think they're moving deck chairs around, essentially, on a sinking ship. Are they better than it was before? Yeah. And if that's what we have to get, that's what we have to get. But let's aim for something real. Let's aim for something higher. Let's work together to find a better way. Our crime and punishment mindset has led us to this point. And we can do all the reforms we want, but it's not going to matter if we don't reform our mindset. A lot of these problems come from the drug war. And it's created this whole systems and these, the, it's not even systems, the set of pressures that people feel every day on how to live and what to do. It's just so complicated now. It doesn't have to be. We've got AB5 or the AB5 fixes. We'll move on because I've kind of run myself in circles there. We'll move on to things like AB5. There's 75 exemptions. And these exemptions are not much clearer than the law themselves. At some point, don't you understand that maybe you've gone down the wrong path? You can look at if your law needs 75 exemptions. You've kind of maybe taken a wrong theory that the mindset you, you started off to off with was flawed. You know, they didn't have to fix it that way. Dynamex decision courts interpret laws. They don't make them. So you could have changed the law that the court was interpreting. You didn't have to accept the court's decision. You could have just told the court to stuff it. And quite frankly, I think the legislation, legislatures of not just California, the country as a whole, have surrendered their powers to the executive branch because they're so worried about losing their jobs. They don't want to do them. It's time to change that. Whether it's us or it's somebody else, it's time to change that. We do need a little money to operate. So if you have five, 10 bucks, please go to justforassembly.com or there's a link to the donation button in the description. I believe we could use, we just, we're mostly social media here. 
but we are trying to you know get some money for yard signs and those various things as we make the final push but we actually don't need a lot of money to operate that's why we haven't spent a lot of time raising money we have found a different way of doing politics and our hope is that it catches on that as people watch us and people see you don't need a lot of money to communicate these days you don't need to spend two-thirds of your the money you raise raising more money now in small local races like this is probably closer to a third for major candidates we've spent essentially nothing on raising money and yet we can operate effectively because of volunteers because of word of mouth because people genuinely care about their communities and they're willing to look out for each other and we thank you for that whether you agree with us or vote with us or not those people who generally care about their communities and are working to make them better have our internal gratitude thank you for joining us good night and please love everybody